Welcome to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. It is here that we cultivate and gather all who have been through it in fitness, relationships, careers, lifestyle changes, and unforgettable crucial life pivots trying to achieve their most sovereign selves. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking, detailed stories and information from truly fascinating men and women from all walks of life, professions, generations, and modern-day sagas who speak to their rawest, darkest moments that made them the strong, decisive, humble, helpful, healing people that they are today. We ask them to hold nothing back because life is a multi-dimensional pursuit to be stronger, healthier, and more aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let's go. Again, everyone, thanks for listening. And again, today we have a super cool topic to go over diet fads that we all fall for, why we fall for them, and why they don't work. So, lots to dive in here today. So, joining me is Coach Nicole and Coach Lindsay. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so, Quick question to kick things off from your perspective. What are um, kind of the top two, I would say, main diets that you see your clients doing? Which order do you want us to go in? Any order. Or height? Both are me. Height? (laughs) Wait, what? It's like, which order are we going in? By height or alphabetical? Oh, to answer. <laughs> Both of them are me. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Lindsay. Blondes go first. Yeah. Even ones that are made that way. But for me, for my clients, it is, you know, a low, low calorie, like super low calorie that usually involves some type of um, appetite suppressant, like part of it. And low carb. Those are those are the most common that I used to would have said low carb and intermittent fasting, but intermittent fasting is not as prominent right now as some of the other um, super low carb slash appetite suppressing part diets. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty common. Just like the low carb, um, I feel like that's really nineteen nineties. <laughs> It's, it just keeps, it's like the best transformer. It's like low carb. Now my name is Atkins. Now I'm keto. Like it's just, it's a morpher. Mm, So that's the main one. Is is that uh, another one that you tend to see a lot or? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, low carb is just as common. Um, low carb never goes away that that's a that's a mainstay and other fads will cycle in and out with low carb low carb changes names but not that's true not type and not what what the basics basics are of it um it'll change brand names it will change presentation but it, it, the baseline, it, it's the same. But right now, what is what is really common in Nicole? I was actually probably not the time for this, but going to touch base with you. There, like, is the low calorie ones, which which come in. You know, it'll be 
Slim Fast, right? We go all the way back to super low calorie. Weight Watchers. And then it was um, Fin Fin. Are you old enough? Are y'all old enough to remember Fin Fin? I've never heard of that. I've okay, only so heard of it, never like experienced it or even seen it. But I, yeah, like prescribable meth, basically. <laughs> and it's not on the market anymore, you know, because people were dying and other unfavorable side effects. Uh, when but, was that? Ew, that was when I was young. So I'm going 80s, something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, but right, and then Octavia was a big deal. Remember Octavia, that one? Super low calorie, again, with the component of an appetite suppressant. And right now, and I don't know if you guys have come across this yet, but it's called Ozempic. I believe that's a brand name. It's again, started out as a diabetes drug for type two diabetics to help them lose weight, to improve insulin resistance. But doctors are now, it's an, it's injectable. It's an injectable once a week and they are injecting people for weight loss. Oh, that doesn't sound right. I know. However, here we are, which tells us it's profitable, and that's all it tells us about it. It goes to the top. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about you, Nicole? So I was thinking, you know, there's definitely the low carb. I have had clients who were, you know, I think about maybe a good third of my clients have said, I've done keto. That's like the main one that they reminisce on because they did get fast results because they cut out a food group. So cut out calories. Um, another one was intermittent fasting, um, just for as a weight loss approach, not for anything clinical. Like I, I do believe like some diets when they're on a, in a clinical setting can help, but that's it's to help with whatever the disease or illness was not to lose weight. Weight loss was the side effect. But when mm. people take that uh, diet for weight loss, then that's where we can see some stuff come through, like disordered eating, eating disorders and all that stuff. But not always. Um, but those two would be the most com- Well, actually, there's one that's kind of up there, too, which is like the clean eating where it's like no ultra processed foods are allowed. So kind of on the lines of paleo yeah. um, trying to eat. You know, how we kind of like the 80 20 approach. They just try to make that 80 to 80 percent and stretch it to 100 percent for the rest of their life. But then when they binge or overeat, it's on the foods that are ultra processed cookies and all that stuff, which isn't bad. It's just the stories they tell themselves from eating that, that then makes that diet hard to stick to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's a good point to bring up with the um, clinical setting. Cause a lot of people forget about that. You know, we were talking yesterday about keto, how that started uh, to help treat, what was it? Epilepsy. I think. Yeah. It was, it's very much in the neurological realm of uh, you medical use for sure. It, it helped yeah. other things besides. It's, I think started with seizure seizure disorders, like you said, and then they started noticing some other cognitive things, like from even people with traumatic brain injury. Right, Ooh. but these people lost weight. Uh oh. like <laughs> what? I tried keto for like five minutes, probably. And I was just, I just don't stick to fads. I did fasting, which was kind of, I kind of, my body. I was like, you kind of used to that. You what? Like you kind of do that now. 
I know because I'm just my my digestion isn't like really awake until like eleven o'clock because I did intermittent fasting for I don't even know how long, but it was interesting. Like okay, eat between a certain time frame, and that sounds that sounds logical. <laughs> did you guys try any of those? Yes, I I tried fasting. <laughs> But I was like, when the first weekend that came up and I couldn't have Sunday brunch, I was like, well, screw this. <laughs> like, I'm going to miss Sunday brunch because I was trying to skip breakfast and only eat lunch and dinner. I was like, no, this does not work for me. And keto lasted a few days. I was like, no, I don't know. I think my mom might have cooked me something with carbs in it. I was like, I'm going to eat this. Like, I can't do keto. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It did not my last family. long. My family is um, definitely in that category of statistics of people who try fad diets, especially keto. My, I, I don't have enough time to go over all of the stuff my mom has gone through and has tried and all this stuff more on trying to help on the clinical side of things. But I'm like, mom, recently it was super low carb. And I'm like, mom, you got to eat. And she's just so tired and like, and she's like, I just feel better when I eat carbs. And she feels so guilty. Oh, <laughs> I know. But, uh, oh, Mama Bundy. <laughs> I know. Number. I know she, she should, but she's just so, it, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Nicole, we were going to chat mm-hmm. about um, just the more psychological, emotional reasons why we kind of fall for these and uh, things like that. So go into that. <laughs> Talk. Yeah, because, <laughs> yes. So like, I, I don't know. I always think of like, I think that I've been like my, my own best and worst client because, you know, I just try to understand why people behave the way they do, especially when it comes to weight loss and fitness. And, you know, I didn't see a reason why some of these diets couldn't work, but there was also the evidence like people weren't sticking to them. So I was like, why, why is that? There's really nothing wrong with keto. There's really nothing wrong with paleo. It's still food. You're getting enough nutrients. Um, But it's like people were still it just didn't mesh with what we've got available in the world, especially in the modern world. It just, people have such a hard time, you know, going out and having drinks, but you can't drink if you're on what paleo or even keto, I don't even know, but it's like, um, so it's like lifestyle and diets, fad diets weren't, they weren't able to be married easily together. And I was like, but that's on like, it's just food. It doesn't make sense why people like, can't find a way to make that work. And so it, it just, you know, it's just part of what I do. Like, I think uh, part of the bedrock of my coaching is understanding, like, I really love the nervous system and emotions and feelings and, and thoughts like that. And I really began to understand that, you know, people like anything will pursue something that feels good. And if they don't understand how their nervous system works or how desire even works and how their thoughts impact their Um, their behavior, anytime something feels good, they're going to pursue it. And so, you know, we get that rise in dopamine whenever the anticipation of something, it's not necessarily the thing, but when we get it, it's the anticipation of getting the thing and how we're going to feel that makes us go for either that diet or that goal. And it's learning to, I would say, 
manage that anticipation and that um, that desire that really makes you success in the long term or short term. I feel like I'm kind of going all over the place. I'll, I'll just say to come down that um, people will like it does not matter what the external diet is like the the menu of food that you eat that day. It's how you feel about it. That's going to make or break your success and, and how you think about it. And so uh, that menu can be more keto one day. It could be more paleo one day. It could be more high carb one day. It doesn't really matter. It's just what's going to get you to stick to it and actually follow through on it is how you think about it and or feel about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did that kind of start yeah. answer your question? Open <laughs> the makes- door. Yeah. 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 What's your experience with that, Lindsay, in the clients that you've coached so far? You know, my experience with it is in, I think about it and how I think about all of these diets, fad diets, any kind of what you would call a diet, right, is mouse holes. That's what I always think like that. that (laughs) That's one of your other mouse holes. And it's people constantly trying like, oh, I've got a mouse hole here. I'm going to cover that up. I'm going to fix it. What's the problem? Is it the hole in the wall or is it that you've got a mouse and you keep addressing mm. the mouse holes over and over? That's not the issue. You can villainize a food. You can tell yourself stories about the magic that happens when your digestion system is empty for X amount of time. You can go into your blood top. You can, I don't even know, mouse holes. Address the mouse. The mouse is you. And that's why people, like in all areas of life, not just health and fitness, that is where they avoid is addressing the issue that is them, that is habits, that is mindsets, that is preconceived beliefs, emotions assigned to food. That's the hard work. That's where you get uncomfortable that's where there's no light switch. There's no magic potion, pill, ointment, salve, or fairy dust that's going to (laughs) save you. You are going to save you. And you're going to do, and you can do it eating uh, cookies. But it's easy to see that if you just don't eat cookies, you can eat whole blocks of cheese because the cookie was bad. That's what it was. But it's not. I mean, be realistic. And when we talk about carbs and we villainize carbs, which I'm using that example because it's the most common thing. Yeah. Who's getting fat from eating bunches of bananas and balls of white rice? Nobody. It's not the carbs. It's high calorie foods like cookies. What are they? Carbs and what? Fat. Fat. Which makes them high calorie and highly palatable. So is the issue carbs? Or is it overconsumption? It's overconsumption. Why are you overconsuming? Dig in, fix it, quit patching mouse holes and catch the mouse. Do the work. What a great example. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. So, have you guys, or do you guys have like the clients who do these diets and actually it is meant for them? I hadn't had one. Mm-mm. No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I've had, I had one who did keto and she really liked it. And at first, um, she was having a hard time eating all the carbs that I was recommending. 
But then she got used to it within like three months and she um, was having a hard time eating all her fats. And I've also had the opposite. I had a client who was scared of fats because um, of a surgery she had earlier. And so the doctor told her she couldn't eat high fat. But I was like, you need to eat more than what you're eating right now. And so now she eats more fats than she was before, um, which is really cool. But yeah, it's all about also like having someone there with you and saying, no, you're going to be okay. It's okay. You can trust this process and attempting it, attempting something different. That's not keto and seeing how you feel and the results you're getting saying, Oh, okay, this works. Oh, and it fits my life a whole lot better. Yeah. So what would be like your advice for somebody who may not have a coach right now? Um, but somebody who kind of is realizing, oh, I think I'm a fad diet or how do I get out of that? Like, what do I do? What, what, what would be your advice? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What? She just has this look on her face. That's like, I want to say what I want to say, but I don't want to say it. (laughs) This in in, Caitlin, like y'all know me, Caitlin, you obviously know me. I'm, I'm just, very realistic and I'm, I'm if you want to consume your calories and it's keto style I don't care but I'm also not going to lie to you and tell you that there are special benefits or health effects that you're going to receive as far as a weight loss nutrition fitness capacity that's it there if I have a client you know that really really is interested in low carb or keto or whatever the case may be. Cool. That's a, that's a client that, you know, hit your protein goal and then get your overall calories from what you feel comfortable eating. 10 times out of 10, that naturally becomes more balanced as they start eating, whether it be more carbs or more fat or whatever, as they start to trust the foods, right? Instead of villainizing them. But what I tell people that are really interested in fat, fat dieting is if it works so well, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Oh, this did not work for you. Let me help you. Let's, let's see. And I think it's important for people to understand too. Like you didn't stick with it. So why are you so hard to let it go? You can always go back to it. I'm not handcuffing you to carbs. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let's try yeah. it on and how it fits. If it sucks, take it off. That is so funny. I think yeah. you're you're exactly right because people are married to this ideal that they don't realize isn't working for them, but it should because that is what is being told to us. In it's called free will. In- the greatest gift we've been given, it is free will. We are allowed to change our minds, change our bodies, change our methods, change our goals. You do not have to always be trying to be skinnier. You do not always have to try to avoid carbs. You can decide you want to be a power lifter tomorrow. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just go with what, and, and that's so important for women to understand too. You spent your whole life trying to be skinnier, skinnier, skinnier. Maybe that doesn't fit you anymore. Maybe the reason that's not working is because that does not jive with who you are anymore. Mm, mm-hmm. Try on something new and see if you don't feel maybe more fulfilled, like go in a strength cycle. See what happens. Yeah. What's your advice, Nicole? Well, 
So if someone is wondering if they're in a fad diet or still pursuing them, I'm, so I'm just going to assume, you know, cause just cause it's what I see mostly is, uh, they, they want to lose weight. That's why they're on a fad diet. They want to, they want the fast results from it. And so what I like to, what I think is an important question to ask themselves is, are you getting the results you want in the way that you want them? And you can, I have a, like, I believe people know as soon as a question is asked of them, I believe that they will, you know, an answer will come up and they'll say either no and no to both those questions. Like, are you getting the results you want? And are you getting them in the way you want them? And if they say yes, then fine. Like they move on with their life. But like Lindsay said, like they wouldn't be, you know, coming for help if they felt differently. So, or if they felt that way. So um, I would ask them, like, are you getting the results you want in the way that you want? And then also if around food, especially like if we were to look at it from like an emotional side, you know, looking at your behavior, like on a weekly basis from food, if you're like restricting Monday through Friday and then say overeating and binging, you know, and binging, I'm, I, I used to be, I'm a former binge eater, so I could, I feel like I can throw that word around, but some people might get triggered by it, but, um, it's, uh, like if that's a pattern you want, go for it. But like I said, if not, or like Lindsay said, if not, then, you know, that's, that's why you're talking to us. But if you feel on an emotional level, if you feel like you are on a scale of one to 10, right? I love the subjective unit, the subjective unit of distress scale, scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 being high. Um, if on that scale, if you're like at an eight, nine, 10 out of 10 with anxiety and fear and panic and frenzy and overwhelm, um, and sadness and disappointment on like that heavier emotional side. And it's on a weekly, like multiple times a week basis. And then the behavior that comes from feeling that way around food is not in support of your goals or not in service of your goals. Like maybe you're overeating or undereating to the point that it's affecting your energy and then how you show up at work, how you show up with friends and family, then that's maybe you are, that would just say that's, yeah, you're pursuing a fad diet. But if it's somewhere like seven or below on that scale, then, you know, keep exploring, maybe keep doing what you're doing, but you know, you're not to the point where you are, where that diet is ruling your life and you're arranging your life to fit that diet, which it should be the other way around. How you eat should be in support of your life. Yeah. I like that. Uh, not, uh, necessarily putting your life around it and marrying it, like I said, and it should fit you and it should fit your lifestyle. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit more into the keto slash low carb and how that may or may not be okay for you. I also like want to point out that it's okay to be curious. You know, Absolutely. If you, yeah, yeah, just kind of on the point that you were talking to, Nicole, like it's okay to try it. There's nothing wrong with the fad diet and things like that. But if you want to come to it from a place of curiosity, like maybe that will help and maybe this will help and that's okay. Like don't put too much pressure on yourself that you're maybe trying all these things that aren't working. So yeah, I I always like to say that to kind of ease people and their anxieties of, oh my God, that's me. Ah, it's okay. Oh yeah. I mean, if anything, I think we would understand more than most people because I'm super curious about nutrition and fitness, right? When something comes out, I will look into it. I'm going to be the first one reading 
about it, looking at the promises, you know, relating what they're saying versus what I know, going more into it. But just, it's just usually a sales tactic. That's it, it just is what it is, even if it's not like obvious, like nobody's making money off of me not buying as much Wonder Bread. Okay, but <laughs> are you buying all these low carb products now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's just go where the dollar is it basically on this fat stuff. That's what you're looking looking at because a lot of times it doesn't have as much to do with women's health as it does with women's money power. I was going to say money. Yeah. There's a lot. Cause there's a, there's a lot of it in that industry. There's a lot of money to be made by kind of um, focusing in and sometimes preying on body image issues. Mm. Oh, that makes me so angry. I know. That's why we're here. <laughs> that is exactly why we're here. It is. Um, Yeah. So let's kind of chat about the couple of the fad diets and why they might be right for you, why they might be wrong for you. So obviously we're bringing up keto slash low carb a lot. Where in the event would you see that beneficial for somebody? Um, Somebody who has a neurological condition, first of all, whether it's doctor prescribed and that's what their body needs to feel it, but it does not feel um, the parts of their brain, right, that are causing seizure or epileptic events. That is number one. Number two is if someone does not enjoy eating carbohydrates. Who is that? I don't know them. Not me. <laughs> I have not run into them in the wild. I have. I have run into people that you know say that the trade off is worth it, or said that in the beginning. Um, you know, and I, I can't, I, who was it that said this? And it's always stuck with me. It may have been Lane Norton said, no solutions, only trade-offs, right? There ain't no mm. juice without the squeeze. You're going to get A, but you got to give up B, right? So there are people that say, I'll give up bread as long as I can have steak and cheese, Right. And and there's people that, that say that, however, how that feels in your body, I think is more unexpected than um, people realize. And they call it what they call the keto flu. Is that what they call it? And I'm like, oh, you'll go through the keto flu, but then you'll come out of it. Yeah. God bless our bodies. (laughs) 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 That will be like, oh yeah, that's just detox. And your body's like, I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll figure out a way to adapt. Don't worry about me. (laughs) (laughs) And we just do these things and they're like, oh yeah, I finally feel better. I'm now burning fat. Like, and I think another thing too, and I, I go back to this some is like, look at the experts in the field. If you had to pick one field of people, not weight loss people, just a field of people that you would say, these people know how to get really fit and lose a lot of body fat and look really lean. Who would that group be? Who are, who are those people? Are you asking us? Yes. Oh, <laughs> bodybuilders. 
When have you ever seen a bodybuilder go keto? That's true. Right? That's just, it's not the experts in the field say no. The people selling you low-carb pretzels say yes. Oh. Yes. You know that what I'm makes saying? Me angry. I'm not saying everybody needs to be a bodybuilder. I'm saying look to the experts in the field. Right? Because that's, that's, it's a level. It's not, the method is not different. It, the intensity is. Yeah, that's true. I love that example and learning to look in the right places for what you want. You're yeah, exactly so right. This is, this is the, this is the physique that I admire. What do they do? Yeah. I remember Nicole saying in her last episode, that when you were following Casey in her story before you met her, you were kind of in disbelief that she was, you're like, she's lying. She has to be lying about what she's eating. <laughs> I was like, you can't go to the Olympia and eat donuts. Like what? Liar. She did. She's fake. No, she's very real guys. <laughs> no, she is. And that's why, like, yeah, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, she'll but she proves it. No, she, you know, like I love, just the, all the, the company that we're in, like we talk the talk and walk the walk. And, um, but to answer, uh, your, your, just to kind of tag or add to that, uh, last question, Caitlin, the, like, when would you recommend or when would it be okay to be, to try a fad diet? Um, and we're kind of like on keto, I would say like, you know, and, and with that scale I brought up one to 10, if you're like a seven or below, like you're not emotionally attached, like over, like overly emotionally attached to a certain diet and arranging your life around it. If you're experimenting with different ways of eating, if you're jumping from like, you know, keto to high carb or something, what I do like about the um, kind of, it's more of an, a curious approach. You're more, you're, you want to learn. Um, when you try keto, for instance, if you've been trying, if you've been on, you know, just eat here and there, whatever you want and not feeling satisfied and you want to try not feeling satisfied, not, not just with your results, but with the food you're eating and you want to try keto. One thing that I do like keto about, one thing I do like about keto is that it does help you feel physically satiated. And so when you yeah. gain that experience, I think that's really helpful for some people to gain that knowledge about their own body and know what physical satiety feels like. Because then let's say they try another fad diet and they say, this does not feel physically satiating. I am hungry and low on energy. Then they bring in more of their choice. So like, okay, well maybe can I combine keto and this other approach? Maybe that would work for me. But again, that's when you're on a more emotionally, I would say, uh, healthier bandwidth approaching those style or different ways of eating versus on the extreme end where you're overly attached to one style of eating or just fast fat loss, for instance. So, um, and I would say even paleo, for instance, uh, that's eating no kind of basically no processed foods, you do get tons of nutrients and you do feel really good and get plenty of fiber. And I think having that experience and knowing how how amazing your body can feel on that. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I eat cookies and donuts, so I'm not paleo, but I do like the aspect of eating very wholesome foods, like, you know, foods that came from the earth or had a mother, like as yeah. original as those foods get, um, does do well for your body. So I think just 
trying things and having experience can really teach you what you prefer. And then you make the choice on how you want to proceed with how you eat and the results you want to get for your physique and your health. But just, you know, if you feel yourself teetering on that high end of the scale and you're getting really attached, that's when I would say reach out for help um, or take a, you know, kind of a take a look at how you're doing things and just, you know, realign yourself with your values and, you know, how you want to do things. Yeah, like taking a step back, looking at the overall picture of Mm -hmm. how you're approaching things and thinking it takes some self-awareness, I feel, for people to really do that. And that can be hard. A hard first mm-hmm. step to take is, one, having that self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a – and I think, too, like keto and low-carb are for the people who want the quick results. I wanted to bring mm-hmm. up that point that they might be – well, I could be wrong about this. As far as the mindset goes, they might be in like an okay mindset. <laughs> But we're all so stuck on needing and wanting those quick results. And that will happen with keto and low carb and severe. It's really, Liz, you brought up this point before. It's just really restricting your calories in the end. Well, and just like, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for, for like us to understand, but carbohydrates, their function, one of their functions in the body, besides providing energy, quick energy is to transport water, carbohydrate throughout the body. So when you reduce the amount of the carbohydrates in the body, there is literally less water flowing through your body. makes you weigh less on the scale, you know, which is why they call it water weight. Like you gain or lose water weight. It's it. That's where those quick results come from. Um, They quickly level off. And then if you are in a, you know, still eating in a deficit, you will continue to see very moderate results, just like you would if you were eating carbohydrates, but also in a deficit. Hmm. That's a good point to bring up that, yeah, it's going to be the same whether or not you're eating carbs. (laughs) That's the thing is I'm not saying it doesn't work. Yeah. Saying it is not special. I agree. So what about fasting? That's another one that we've touched on at the beginning was fasting, eating or the intermittent fasting, I should say, eating within the eight to 12 hour window. Yeah. I just, because I am like, and, and y'all, I feel like I'm talking, cause I do feel like I'm just talking to y'all. I know I'm talking to like a podcast tip, but I'm like, <laughs> but like that to me is very boring. That yeah. is Weight loss for the sake of weight loss. I'm here for weight loss as it pertains to overall health and fitness, right? And to me, that intermittent fasting is very much weight loss for the sake of weight loss. Like, and that's it. And, you know, Nicole has touched on on binge eating before. And listen, I can take out an enormous amount of calories (laughs) in a short time span, especially if I come into that window hungry. Like I literally don't know how that works. I don't, I don't, that's, that's one, like people are keto. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And people were like, when they go into intermittent fasting and they're like, what did one girl tell me? She's like, no, you don't 
deprive you delay. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> if I delay eating, and I know I have five wind five hours, and I come into that five hours hungry, and that gun that gun shoots, and I sprint. <laughs> Five thousand calories done before you blinked. So I oh, yeah. I yeah, I think people forget like there's it's not just weight loss, there's a second half to that statement. It's weight loss without malnutrition. And like getting an is, appropriate amount of protein. How are yeah. you eating a hundred and whatever, you know, whatever your requirement is for your body composition and your your you know goals? That would be really hard for me to get in 150 grams of protein in a short window. Like, what am I just literally eating packages of chicken breast for three hours? That touches on the carnivore diet. Like they say you can't gain weight on a carnivore diet. I mean, only because now, well, I mean, I don't know all the science to it. I do think it's interesting, but it's like you would get so Full, you would get sick. You could not eat another bite with eating 500 straight calories or, or sorry, however, 150 grams of uh, straight protein, like just animal meat. It would be, Oof. you'd feel gross. And so, but you have to, and, oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's, but then you need to eat so much fiber to help digest all that protein. Mm. And like you would be in so much physical pain from being so full so fast. I mean, that is such a good point. Eating, but that's like intermittent fasting is like if you're willing to feel that way every single day, and you know your body can adapt, but it's like and you're not. And that's the thing that people don't understand. They're like, I'll do no. anything to lose weight. And I'm like, you absolutely mm. will not. And when you start really feeling like trash, and I think a big red flag is if your nutrition plan requires you or suggests like strongly suggests that you take a supplement or you oh. need something to help your normal body processes still function properly. I mean, red flag. Huge. That's a really good point. I never even thought about that. That's a big deal with ketos are like, well, no, you just take your, fiber supplements and your reds and your greens and your this and your that. And I'm like, that's guys, that's not okay. You should be able to go poo poo in the potty, right? Without a whole bunch of extras. Yeah. It's like, if you want to be 85 years old, spending hundreds of dollars on supplements rather than learn just how to eat nor like healthy, you know, healthy amounts of food and stuff like got to ask yourself those questions. That's another thing with like fasting too. People don't realize how full they get. So they end up not eating enough calories. Therefore they're under eating. And then they wonder why they feel like crap a few days later within a week or two. Correct. And they wonder why things like their sleep is off. mm -hmm. Like they don't understand why they're not, why they're not sleeping well, why they're waking throughout the night and feeling bloated and not being able to go back to sleep. Like, you know, health, it's one of those things that health will knock on your door Right before it busts through the draw, the drywall like Kool Aid, man. <laughs> you love that example, I do, because that's what I always think about when people just keep ignoring. Like, hello, it's me, your colon, your brain. Like, I'm giving you warning signals. I'm. It's you know, like it's warning shots. Yeah. <laughs> 
(laughs) The biggest thing that I learned over the past 12 years of being massage therapist was how important it was to listen to your body. Not only that, but how smart your body is. And we don't give it enough credit that it can do what you want. (laughs) Yeah. It, it does. And I think too, when I have someone that come in and, and it's most people have tried multiple fad diets, but you have to understand too, because it, it, in a way people are like, and I know you, you know, you're probably so sick of this. I am not sick of it because when I see someone that's tried a lot of fad diets and has tried a lot of things, I see someone chasing excellence right? I see Mm -hmm. someone that whether they realize it or not, they inherently know that they have more in them, that they have more to give, that they want and need to feel better, be better, do better. But we get thrown off track because it's almost like there's so much information that we have no idea what to do anymore. That's so true. Is confused yeah. at this point because, you know, it's like, and I think um, I haven't experienced it with my client, my personal clients yet, but I do see a whole lot more about vegetarianism and veganism. Like I see I was going to bring that up. I've ever seen. Do you see more people being vegan or vegetarian or both? Not me. Not, I don't, not personally. Like I don't have people... Use it. And then when I say that, I'm talking specifically about people using that to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking aside from like ethical things and yes. reasons. So yes. for those people, don't hate on us guys, but that's not what we're talking no, about. I mean, I have vegetarian and vegan clients, yeah. right? But now I'm seeing more people that are doing that just as a weight loss tactic. And that for real will not work. <laughs> I remember I haven't had this isn't a client, but I remember when I was very like 10, I don't know, 10 years ago, I heard someone go on a fruit diet. They're like, see, you just you don't have to eat protein and vegetables. You can just eat fruit. And that was oh. when I was on a really strict meal plan. So I was like, I can just eat fruit and lose weight. I was like, oh, so I was really intrigued. But then, oh, more. but that's kind of David one. It's about the Bible that because uh, I remember, I think it's the something David, some guy in the Bible's name where it's called that, where you just eat like fruits and vegetables. Cause when I was hardcore in church during periods of where the church would fast together, we would go on the David diet. I think that's what it was called. Where it was just like, basically like fruits. <laughs> that sounds familiar. I've not heard of that. Y'all I thought, Oh, and just when you think you've heard it all, I know well, this was, this girl was doing it to lose weight. It wasn't for religious or yeah. um, ethical reasons. It was strictly to lose weight and not gain not gain fat. But that's yeah. a lot of sugar she's eating. <laughs> it's a lot it's of fruit, not other nutrients she's not getting. Sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a my old roommate was strict vegan for ethical reasons. Yes, and, like the products she bought outside of food was vegan. That's so difficult but she yes. i could just tell she has certain like um nutrient deficiencies what's the big one that they are deficient in iron when you don't eat or meat. zinc uh iron protein iron or zinc <laughs> aren't it's there pro- vegan bodybuilders though absolutely it's probably, it's probably iron or zinc i would say yeah. one of the two maybe vitamin uh 
B, vitamin D, vitamin B12, I should say. Um, it's just calcium. tough because of the brand, of the amino acids, right? Like, yes, there are vegetable mm. proteins, absolutely, but they're incomplete. So you get into, and I actually know more than this than I need to because I watched a documentary. Which one? When I was young. I can't remember. I'll have to ask my friend Katie because we were vegetarians for like oh. a year. You were vegetarian? But like, because I'm an animal lover and I watched this horrible show, but like, I was a vegetarian that ate pickles and Lay's potato chips for dinner, (laughs) like that type. So when I started like being like, also, I don't think that this is good. And I started looking into like, you know, being a healthier vegetarian it's very complicated. Like, it's like you could, you eat this for this, you know, these amino acids. So pasta, right? Like you eat like a whole wheat pasta and you get this, these amino acids, but you also have to pair it with like black beans. And you have to, and then in a certain amount, which is more than you would with animal protein, which then ups the calories for anyone wanting to lose weight. Yes. And so then it's like, Oh, this involves math. Lindsay's popping up the peace sign. (laughs) I'll see y'all later, Tater. I'm going to hit up the meat counter. (laughs) I'm probably being way too loud right now. (laughs) Uh, You know, but I do try to buy like things from um, like local farms that are, that are not the factory farms. That's the documentary I watched with something on factory farming, but I also don't do a great job with that because convenience. Yeah, I get that. I don't think I'll ever stop eating meat. My brother tried it. We're from the Midwest. That's what you eat. Nebraska. What you eat? Oh, meat potato country. Yeah, Yeah. casserole, corn. (laughs) And he did it. And when he got back onto eating meat, red meat was what upset his tummy. I don't know if it's like that anymore, but it like changed his, not biology, but his gut system or something. Permanently or for a minute? I need to ask. I can't remember. Yeah, because I mean, you know, there's different things that will, uh, you're just harder to break down and your stomach is a muscle. And so people will be like, oh, when I got back on gluten or dairy after I ate clean, I felt my it hurt my stomach. So that means I'm allergic to it. it, it no. It, doesn't it means it's a harder protein a harder thing to break down in your stomach is not used to it but you know still most people still feel better when they don't eat you know red meat and bread and cheese but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't ever yeah do you guys i wanted to ask actually do you guys believe in the idea that going back to the caveman days right and we all grew our those ancestors of ours grew up in different pockets of the world where more plants were more available or more meat and animals were more available. And that DNA has passed down through Mm -hmm. the generations to where vegan people being vegan or vegetarian works better for their biology, better than somebody who probably grew up in Nebraska since the caveman days. (laughs) What do you think about, do you kind of believe in that? Um, there are some studies that show even like modern people, like when, if I were to move right now to Hawaii, right, um, that I would 
be less healthy and happy. But it's one of those things of correlation and causation. Of I don't know. I don't know if that I I don't put my I did read a study about that randomly because I will read or listen to any podcast about nutrition. <laughs> but it was a study that talked about that and it was it, it was pro. Like, yeah, stay where you are, eat the food that's indigenous to where you grew up and you were born and everything and kind of going into like how people deteriorated when they moved away from where they were their origin. They call it your origin. Um, but in my head, I'm like, is the reason that these people suffered health effects because they went somewhere where they did not have family and friends. Oh. And they were not like comfortable cooking. And I just think that, I don't know, but that's my answer. I don't know. I think we're also all so mixed in our blood. It's like, where is the origin anymore? Or like, it's just, I, I, it's so complicated. And I I can't even imagine have like looking at where my origin would be. Like, I have no idea where my initial ancestors from hundreds of thousands of years ago would have been from. Um, I just think it's, I mean, I don't think they were eating I mean, they were eating potatoes back then. They were eating shrimp wherever in the world. Like we still have that food today. So I think, well, I think we're okay. (laughs) You're right. There is like, there is some interesting parts of that because if we were, you know, so evolved in where none of the caveman stuff matters, we would not still store fat so readily with our much less movement, right? Um, And just kind of the different patterns we have now. And we still... Like we, you know, we store fat very readily. So there is some stuff to that. Like we haven't evolved that much, (laughs) but our technology and our ease of being able to procure high calorie, calorie dense food very, very easily is part of the reason that so many people are overweight and have a very hard time um, correcting that. That's a good point. I just wanted to ask, cause I always thought that when somebody said, Hey, vegan, like, Oh, okay. Well then that's probably great for your DNA. I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it may be probably not, but it could be. There's always yeah. going to be an outlier, you know, like you can always find someone that's like, I stopped eating meat and my skin cleared up and my hair grew three feet and I have abs. There's always going to be somebody. But generally speaking, right, there's not a thing that's going to do this. Oprah's aha moments exist on her show. For the rest of us, (laughs) we have to change habits. That takes time. We have to look openly and honestly at exactly what we're doing that is not cohesive with what we say our goals are. We have to correct that cognitive dissonance with actionable steps and then carry those out one day at a time. 
until they're habitual until because I think the goal is always to get off the freaking struggle bus to not be constantly exercising willpower to do this or to not do this right we just want to live freely and feel confident yeah that's what I always like what is it people like it's how you want to feel. People want to, they know how they don't want to feel. They don't want to feel yeah. what the struggle bus feels like. Uh-huh. And so, well, then when you ask them, well, how do you want to feel? And they'll say, well, I want to feel better or good. It's like, well, let's expand your emotional vocabulary so that you can get really clear on what it is that you want to achieve. Because how will you know when you've gotten there? Because if you lose all the weight, but you still feel like you're struggling. Do you feel like you've succeeded? The answer will be no, because it just, they don't feel like they got there. It's all about how you want to feel and how you think you're going to feel. And it is um, about that, but about like how you feel. And I was like talking to a client, you know, and you, I never want to pull the rug out from underneath somebody that, especially when you get a win with a client, right. And they're like, I lost five pounds. And they're like, I feel great. My clothes are fitting like this. And it's like, do you want to take that opportunity where you're just like, yes, five pounds, you, you know, cause they, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. It shows them that they can, that they freaking can. But also you want to say, I want you to know that it's not the five pounds. Even if someone said, you look great. What are you doing? You're wearing confidence. You're mm. freaking smiling. You're happy because you kept promises to yourself. That's what they notice five, you know, the dude down the street don't notice five pounds off of you. Nobody can see that hardly. It's (laughs) the way it makes you feel. And that in turn goes into the way you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. How you show up. But it's hard convincing people like, no, you want to change because you want to feel better. And they're like, well, no, I would feel better if I changed. But (laughs) it's like, I would feel better if I lost these 30 pounds. And you're like, well. You know, it's so it really goes hand in hand, like let's lose some weight and let's acknowledge how you're feeling. And then when you don't lose some weight, let's acknowledge how you felt when you gained strength. Right. So it's all about understanding that you're not going to feel good all the time, but it's regulating those moments when you don't feel good, knowing that they're temporary and that you're actually in control of like, like negative emotions are going to come up. Positive emotions are going to come up. How you regulate and manage all that is that freedom, is that control and power, is that um, confidence. It's not yes. just five pounds off or on or how much strength yes. you gain or not. It's how you manage your emotions and regulate yourself, regardless of what's going on outside of you or what you achieved. That's the power. It is. It's that it, that's the control and the power. And if you can get, if you can get people and you can't always, you can't always get them introspective and open-minded enough. Yeah. But if you can get someone to float outside of their bodies and look <laughs> at themselves and get them to honestly answer, why do you want to lose weight? What's going, what, what will happen for you? What will change in your life? What will improve if you lose 30 pounds? What's, what's going to be different for you? And lead them to... It's not necessarily about the weight because, and then you go, okay, why do we idolize these people with these super fit bodies? What is that? Why do we do that? Like, why do we all want to look like that? 
Like, well, it looks great. It looks, you know, they're strong. They're confident. They're sexy. Why? Yeah. Why no? Because that is an outward, physical, that we can see, unarguable example of an inward strength, discipline, and control. That's what it represents. You cannot buy that. You can't inherit it. You can't steal it. You can't fake it. Right? That's what they want. That goes back to your habits, baby, from the way you go to sleep until the way you wake up. And that's why fad diets don't work. It does not address what you even want. Mm. Wow. I just, I'm, I just feel like I'm, amen. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. I know. <laughs> Lindsay always has those, like, in a, the best way possible, the pedestal moments. Like, she, no, soapbox. <laughs> Soapbox. So, I'm, I'm a, I am a soapbox preacher and a real preacher. Too. Do you want me to break out my license? <laughs> I have no idea. She sent me a picture of that the other day. She's like, I, 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 I can get you guys married if you want. I'm like, That's I have so married cool. human beings in my life. I am. That's amazing. Good for you. I'll <laughs> add that to your credentials. That's legal. <laughs> You don't think you're allowed to, you shouldn't have been allowed to? No, I said I married two people, oh. totally legal, but I also performed oh. a wedding for dogs. I don't think that was legal. <laughs> <laughs> you performed a wedding for dogs? Was it your dogs? No, I was the minute, I was the preacher. <laughs> you're like, that's messed up <laughs> if I married my own dogs. Mother and sister. <laughs> Are they literally brother and sister? Like same letter? Okay. No, no, no. Not same letter, but the same mom. Okay. So steps, siblings. Which is how I know that I'm not a bad mother because only one of my dogs is awful. <laughs> you cracked me up. Um, all right. Well, that is pretty much all we had today. It was such a great topic. I was so glad we talked about that. And there's still yeah, so much... Great. There's still so much we could cover in this area because uh, we've only really scratched the surface on all of that. But um, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about it again. Thank you, you too, Miss Lindsay and Nicole, for joining me today and diving in. Uh, next week, we will be going into another cool topic, <clears throat> rebounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, what's that? I said, oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Super good. All right. Until next time. Bye. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the FFP Alignment Podcast. Please support us by downloading, rating, and recommending us to your friends and family. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Fit Femme Project. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project. And for those of you looking to find their essential balance of lifestyle and fitness, book a free consult by going to thefitfemproject.com. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project.com and click apply now. Until next time, this is the Fit Fem Project Alignment Podcast.